Hey guys, isn't it so good to be together in God's house? I absolutely love it. I can't think of a better place to be on Sunday night. So turn to someone and say, this is the place to be. Woo! Oh, you guys are so, so good. Do everything I say. Thank you so much. <laughs> Let's pray together. Lord, we just want to thank you, Lord. Lord, that we get to be in your house tonight. Thank you that we get to be in your presence and we get to, to just experience your love, Lord. And Lord, we just wanna to say tonight, it's all about you. And Lord, we just pray, Lord, that, that Lord, you would speak to us through your word, that Lord, your love would, would change our hearts, Lord God. Lord, I pray, Lord, that tonight, Lord, that you would draw us closer to you and that you would help us to love you more and to love others more. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, why don't you guys grab your seats? Awesome. Awesome, guys. Well, as a church, we've been in a series called One John, and it's so cool, you know. It's, it's, it's great to um, jump around the Bible and look at different themes, but sometimes it's so lacquer just to, to stick into in one book, dig a bit deeper and smash it, and um, I've totally been loving this series. So we're gonna do one John for three weeks. And last week, Dino spoke about how we live. You know, we need to live in the light. And uh, wasn't that an unforgettable story where he threw his stinky socks into the, the dark, dingy boot of his car, forgot about it, and one of the socks actually sprouted a mushroom. And the lesson is that, uh, that gross things grow in the dark. So don't live in the dark, live in the light, walk in the light, and uh, great things will happen in our lives. Awesome. So tonight we're looking at John's, uh, at, at the second part of our theme, and we're looking at the way to love. Is anybody keen tonight to hear about what John says about the way to love? And it's such a critical theme because John says that you can know that you're saved by the way that you love. You can know that you're saved by your love. That's a, that's a hardcore thought that we can't be saved. We're not spiritually alive if we're not loving others. Showing love is actually proof that we're alive, that we have a pulse. And it's pretty important to have a pulse, otherwise you're dead, right? So I remember when, uh, when Jess was pregnant with Rachel and uh, we were privileged to have some doctors come and live and work with us in Zambia. And uh, it was really great because, you know, medical bills and all of that stuff. And it's just great to have a doctor next door. And um, there was, at that time, there was also a young lady from America who had, who had come to, to work and stay with us. And so this one day, all of the girls were, were in our house chatting and, you know, they were just chatting and having a great time. And then this, this girl from America, she sat down, she put her coffee mug on the ground and then she just dropped like a sack of potatoes. And um, the doctor walked over, just calmly knelt beside her and felt for a pulse. And it felt like an eternity. And eventually Jess shouted, is there a pulse? 
because she was kind of picturing like, you know, how am I gonna, how am I gonna tell her mom? How am I gonna get her body back to America? And what was in the coffee? Because, you know, she drank my coffee and then she fell over and, but, but just after a, a, a little while, the doctor said, she's gonna be fine, she just fainted. So, so there was a pulse, right? Guys, tonight I wanna ask you the same question. Do you have a pulse? Are you spiritually alive and thriving? One of the ways that we can know we're spiritually alive is by our love for each other. All right, so let's, let's jump into, into one John. So this guy, John, he was a legend. He grew up Jewish, so he knew about God. He had learned about God from a young age. Just like some of you, you've grown up in the church. Um, your parents have raised you and, and, and taught you about God from a young age, and that's awesome. But then he actually met God in the flesh, for real. He, he saw God and he, he could touch him. And John gets to see Jesus in action every day. He, he hangs out with him, he, they have fish fries together, and he gets to see how, how Jesus loves all kinds of people, you know? And he sees how Jesus reacts in, in different situations, how he reacts when people treat him badly, when they criticize him, when, even when they arrest him. He sees how Jesus reacts. And he... he <clears throat> Sure. That was like a key. I was like a, I was about to sing or something. <laughs> but guys, John is changed by Jesus' love. And you know what happens is he actually, he writes the, the gospel of John and he, he doesn't use his own name, but he calls himself the disciple, the, the disciple that Jesus loved. He's so overwhelmed by Jesus' love for him that it actually becomes his identity. It's like, I don't even need to use my name. That's not important. I'm the disciple that Jesus loves. And he sees Jesus die. All the disciples ran away, but, but we know that John came back to the cross because he was, he was next to Mary at the bottom of the cross. And Jesus told John to, to take care of his mother. That was a, a Jewish custom that the, 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 the firstborn was responsible for taking care of the parents. And Jesus fulfilled that custom. And he asked John to take care of his mother's needs. And history tells us that that's what John did, that John looked after Jesus' mother until she died. But Jesus was one of, Jesus, sorry, John was one of Jesus' closest friends on earth. He was part of the three that uh, Jesus called when, uh, to, to pray with him before he went to the cross. And, and John experienced Jesus incredibly. And now what he does, after he's seen Jesus resurrected, he's, he's seen Jesus walking through walls, ascending to heaven. Now he writes so that he can help us understand and know Jesus the way he did. Isn't that awesome? So he wants to pass on his confidence in Jesus to the next generation. He wants us to know Jesus and to know what it means to walk with him. Awesome. So let's pick it up in, in 1 John chapter 3, and we're going to read from verse 11. 
It says, this is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. We must not be like Cain who belonged to the evil one and killed his brother. And why did he kill him? Because Cain had been doing what was evil and his brother had been doing what was righteous. So don't be surprised, dear brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. If we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, it proves that we have passed from death to life. But a person who has, who has no love is still dead. Anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth so we will be confident when we stand before God. And so... John is saying that love proves that we're spiritually alive. It, it says it in verse 14, if we love our brothers and sisters who are, believe, who are believers, it proves that we have passed from death to life, but a person who has no love is still dead. That's a sobering thought, right? John is saying that if we don't love our brothers and sisters here, then we're not alive. And sometimes we, we come with a list of, of, you know, we can love this person because, you know, um, it's convenient for us or, or we can't love this person because this is what they did to us. But John cuts straight through that and he says, if you don't love them, you're not alive. And if you're struggling with this, he's waving a red, a red flag and he's saying, then there's something wrong with your heartbeat. You've got an irregular heartbeat and you need a, you need a, Take a look at your heart. And then John uses the, the, the epic, horrible story of sibling rivalry between Cain and Abel. And, um, you know, this, is the, this, is, this goes way back. So it just shows us that loving our brothers and sisters has been a problem for a very long time. <laughs> okay. But just think about this story. Cain murdered his brother... But it didn't just happen. It, it wasn't accidental, okay? How did it get to that point? I mean, you know, you don't just get jealous of someone and then you go and murder them, right? I hope not. Um, but it started with a small decision that Cain made. When Abel did what was right and Cain didn't, and Cain let bitterness creep into his heart and he didn't deal with it. And so um, we can all relate to those feelings, can't we? Yeah. We feel like when, when others do well, they show us up. When others do well, maybe we don't do so well. We feel like they show us up. And instead of celebrating them, instead of learning from them, we, we say, it's not fair. What about me? When others succeed, you know, um, or maybe they get, a, they get blessed by God. They get a financial breakthrough. And um, God does something incredible in their lives. Are we happy for them? Or do we go, it's not fair. What about me? 
And that's how Cain was feeling. And so what happened was um, God comes to Cain, and we read about it in Genesis chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. He says, why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at your door, eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. So guys, I just want to encourage us. If you have, if you have bitterness in your heart, if you have anger towards someone, if you have jealousy, do the right thing. Nip it in the bud. You have to be its master. Don't let it control you. The most common and dangerous cancer in our spiritual lives is, is bitterness towards another brother or sister. And let's be honest, it's, it's impossible to actually fix it yourself, right? Because it's sin. And so we can, we can try and keep it secret and, and deal with it in the, in the dark, but that's not what God wants us to do. He wants us to bring it out into the open. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you deal with it. Ask someone to pray with you and, and help you through that. And so, we, and so we see in the story that God actually gives Cain the opportunity to do what's right. And he even encourages him, but he, but he still refused. And Cain thought, you know what? I think I'll be better off alone. And so he killed his brother. And John says to us, don't be like Cain. Don't be like Cain. Don't do that. And he says, if we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, it proves that we have passed from death to life and it means that we have a pulse. Okay. Secondly, he tells us that real love always gives up something for others. He says, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. And so John is, he's reminding us that Jesus is a true picture of what love really is. Jesus saw our need. He saw that we, that, that, that we were sinners and that we couldn't save ourselves. He had compassion on us. He wanted the absolute best for us and so he acted. So we, if we're in a, re, a relationship with God, then we also should love like that. Our love should lead to action. Let's be honest, the world is very confused about what love is, right? Everyone thinks love is important, but so often we think that love is a feeling. And um, that's not right, because if love is a feeling, then I can say, um, yeah, I'm not feeling it, dude. I'm, you know, sorry. Not feeling it. But love is a choice and an action. And it's something that we actually have to commit to. Love gives up something for others. It says that Jesus laid down his life for us. So love actually gives something up. It puts others first before ourselves. And it's always amazing and, 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 and so um, incredible how powerful and impactful it is when we sacrifice for others. Sure, I remember this uh, one time in Zambia, we were, we were in a, quite a remote area on the Zambezi River, and um, 
You know, you know we, were, we, were, we were walking and, and visiting families and encouraging church leaders. And um, it just felt like, it just felt like a slog, you know? We were there, we were working hard, um, teaching and, and encouraging, but it just didn't feel like we were getting anywhere. And um, I, I remember at that time, I was hungry. I know it sounds weird, but I was in this village and I was, I was really hungry. And there's this, this small shop, you know, really like, I don't know, 10 kilometers down the road. And you know, they sell these like old knickknacks. It was like really gross. And I was like, oh, this is the, that's like the best I can get. So, so I was pretty desperate. And one of the church leaders had, had caught some, uh, some fish earlier that day. He caught a, a catfish. Uh, you know, like one of those fish that have the whiskers and like, they look all weird. Um, and it's called a barbell fish. And I, I just looked at it and I just thought, that looks, that looks good, eh? <laughs> and so um, he cooked it and they, and they invited me to come and eat. And we just, we just stopped all the teaching and we just sat together and we laughed and we, we had, you know, pup and, um, and fish. And I didn't do much talking because I was like really, really like working hard at, at nailing this fish. But we left and, and months later, the church in that area just exploded. It, it just grew hugely. And one of the area leaders asked this guy on the ground, this leader on the ground, what, what made the difference? And he said it was the time when, when James came and ate barble fish with us. And, and what he was saying was he, he gave up his time and he just listened to us. We laughed together and um, he showed that, that, that he, you know, he's part of the family. That... Now, I just want to tell you guys, I was so surprised. I was just hungry. <laughs> that's, that's all that was going through my head. I had no idea that it meant something to them. I'm so glad it did. But you know what? I learned that when people see us giving up something, when we give up our feelings, our comfort, our convenience, our, our time, they actually see God's love in us. So we may not have to die for someone like Jesus did when he laid down his life for us. But we can love, we can do other things like listening. And let's be, hon let's be honest, it can be hard to listen sometimes, you know, especially when the person talks a lot. But if we don't listen to people, are we really able to love them? Helping someone who, who needs help. Giving when there's a need. Encouraging, and it's not just about compliments, but the word encourage just comes from two words, which, which basically means to, to put courage in. And so when we see that there's no courage in someone, we, we put courage into them. We speak courage into them. And we can do all these things. And when these things are flowing out of us, then we know we've got a pulse. Then we know our heart is beating and we're spiritually alive. That's what's so great about view groups. It's a, it's a place where we, can, where we can come together in smaller groups and, and we can care for each other, where we can uh, notice each other, notice what people are going through and meet needs. And when we are loving each other, then we can be a gift to our community. A loving church is the greatest gift that we can give to our community. I'm sure you've noticed, but, 
but our unchurched family, our unchurched friends, our unchurched community, our unsafe community, they are tired of our, of our preaching and our clever words. They want to see us show God's love. Awesome. So here's, here's four things that we can do every single day. And L-O-V-E, okay? The word love. The L stands for love unconditionally. When you feel like it and when you don't. Even when there's nothing in it for you. You see, we commit to loving people. And sometimes it's hard to love people, especially when they don't love you back. Oh my word. But guys, we, we have to love them anyway. That's what Jesus calls us to do. The O stands for open and honest. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. We should have each other's backs. You know, somebody shouldn't be walking in here with the world on their shoulders and no one knows about it. No, we should, we should have each other's backs. No one should be alone. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9 says, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. So we need to be somebody's number two. We need to have someone's back. We need to cheer them on and push them over the line. The V stands for value people. Value people because God values them. Because they're precious to God. Get to know people. Get to know their personality, their gifts, their talents, and value the way that God has made them. And then we need to invest our time, our money and effort into people because that's how we value them, right? And then the E stands for exercise love daily. So we've got to show our love by our actions and we've got to look for opportunities to love and to sweat a little because exercise, you know, makes you sweat, right? So we know we're loving when we're, when we're sweating a little. Awesome. And then guys, thirdly, love leads to confidence before God. Verse 19 says, our actions will show that we belong to the truth. Our actions will show, sorry, our actions will show that we belong to the truth so we will be confident when we stand before God. Isn't that awesome? I, I, I love this. Our love leads to confidence in God. Anyone struggle with confidence? This is for you. You see, our actions show that our love is real. Our actions show that we're spiritually alive, that we've got a pulse, and that we're gonna, and they're gonna make us more confident before God. See, often Christians are, are afraid that either they're not doing enough for others or they're not doing enough to show their love for Christ. And this can sometimes play on our minds and it, it, it bothers us, it, 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 it irks our conscience. And how do we escape those negative thoughts? How do we escape those, those self-accusing thoughts? Guys, the answer is so simple. Something we can do every day. We can set our hearts on God's love. He says in verse 20, even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings and He knows everything. So God knows what's going on inside of us. He knows our motives. He knows, he knows if we fall short and He's able to, to point that out to us and then, and then we can quickly repent and turn back to Him. 
but God doesn't condemn us. That's not God's voice. He doesn't like make us feel like you're not worthy. You don't measure up. It says he's bigger than our feelings. So even when we feel guilty, we can just bring that to God and we can listen to his voice of assurance, not the voice that accuses us. God loves you unconditionally, wholeheartedly and continuously. There's nothing that you can do to make God love you more. And there's nothing you can do to make God love you less because he loves you perfectly. God is love and he loves us perfectly. He goes on to say that if our conscience is clear, we can be confident before him. And that's what God wants, guys. God wants us to be confident before him. He wants us to be bold and free in our relationship with him. And, and this leads us to to a closer relationship with God because we know that our prayers will be answered. That's what it says. Because we're living out His will. We're living in His love. And so God will answer our prayers. That's a promise. And so in the next chapter, John goes on to talk about the day of judgment. You know, sometimes we might find ourselves afraid of the future, afraid of eternity or, or standing before God on judgment day. But you know what? If we're ever afraid, we've got to remind ourselves of God's love. And then we remind ourselves that that's not a day to be afraid of because that's just the next phase of our lives where we, where we no longer are, are, are tied to sin, but now we can move into a perfect relationship with Jesus where we see Him face to face. And so if we're ever afraid, we just gotta remind ourselves of God's love because there's no fear in love. Chapter four, verse 18 says, there's no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. And God loves us perfectly. Paul writes and he says this in Romans 8, verse 38 and 39. He says, and I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below, indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Jesus Christ our Lord. See guys, love is, is the antidote to fear. Love is the cure to fear. It says that perfect love drives out all fear. Love is something that we all want and fear is something that we all wanna get rid of. If we're afraid, it's for fear of punishment and this shows we've not fully experienced His perfect love. We love each other because He first loved us. We love each other because He first loved us. I wanna read you a story quickly from, from Nicky Gumbel. And um, he says it so well, so I, so I just thought I'm just gonna read this to you. Alex Buchanan was well known as a pastor to the pastors. He was profoundly deaf in one ear with only 5% hearing in the other. And one side of his face was paralyzed after he suffered nerve damage during major surgery. I remember hearing him speak about God's love and he kept repeating the words, God loves you unconditionally, wholeheartedly and continuously. When he finished his talk, he came up to me and said, do you believe God approves of you? I said, actually, I really struggle with that because I know things about myself that mean I find it difficult to believe that God approves of me. He replied, we all struggle with that. But God wants you to know that He approves of you. 
He wants you to know that He loves you unconditionally, wholeheartedly, and continuously. See, love is the antidote to fear. Perfect love. When we focus on God's perfect love, it, it drives out fear from our lives, and we can be confident before God. And the more we love others, it's an amazing thing. The more we love others, the more fear disappears. And as we focus on God's love, we can overcome fear. Why don't you stand to your feet, to see, uh, your feet, your foots, what's it? <laughs> cool, guys. Let's just take a moment before God this evening and just, just check our pulse. Can we do that? Can we just check our pulse this evening? I love pulse. What is God doing in our hearts? What is God saying to us? Let's just take a moment and, and, and let's just spend some time in His presence. this evening what is what is God saying to you maybe God is challenging you to to love others in a more sacrificial way maybe it's your church family maybe it's your your family at home or, or maybe it's someone at work and, and we can ask God to help us with that so if that's you tonight won't you just open up your your hands as a sign of surrender Father, I just pray, Lord, that, Lord, you would help us, Lord God, to, to do that, Lord, to love others the way that you loved us. Lord, help us to, to put others first and to put ourselves second, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would help us to love unconditionally. Lord, help us to love all people, Lord God. Help us to value them. Help us to um, just support them and encourage them. And Lord, help us to, to practice love every day, to look for opportunities to give and to love others. Tonight, maybe you're just, you know, struggling to experience God's love. Maybe you're in that place where you're kind of like looking over your shoulder a bit and feeling like you're, like you're not good enough. Can I just pray for you tonight? Holy Spirit, I just want to pray, Lord, that you would touch each and every person tonight. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would just remind us of your perfect love, Lord God. Lord, would you help us, Lord God, to know, Lord, that your love is, is greater, it's higher, it's deeper, it's longer than, than anything, Lord God. There is nothing, Lord God, that can stand against your love, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, that your love is perfect, Lord God. And Lord, I pray, Lord God, for each and every person tonight for a, a fresh touch, a fresh experience of your love, Lord God. I pray that as we go into this week, Lord God, that we would, that we would uh, put our trust in your love, put our trust in what you've done for us. In Jesus' name, Lord God. In Jesus' name.
Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for, for who you are, Lord, that you are love, Lord God. And Lord, thank you, Lord, that you live in us, Lord, and that we live in you, Lord. And therefore, we can experience perfect love. And so tonight, Lord, we just want to give you all the praise, Lord God. We pray, Lord, that, 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 Lord, we would allow your love to change our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Stay in this moment, surrendered, um, and just quickly close your eyes. Uh, maybe even as James spoke, um, I just thought, just, I thought it was such a phenomenal message. And even just not only hearing about the love of Jesus and then also being challenged to carry out that love, um, you might be going, you know what, I want to actually live out the life that God's got for me. But maybe you actually aren't in a relationship with Jesus. And so the first step is actually just opening your life up to His love and His forgiveness. Um, scripture says those who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Um, we also know as we, we confess our sins, so we acknowledge, we say, I, I'm a sinner. We, we acknowledge that. But we also then look up and go, but you're the Savior. And, and we see in Scripture, even in 1 John, that if we confess our sins, He's faithful to forgive us of our sins. And maybe you need to come to Him and say, Jesus, I need you to forgive me. I need you to save me in this moment. If that's you, I'd love to lead you in a prayer where you call in His name and ask Him to forgive you. Just with every eye closed, if that's you, if you want me to lead you in that prayer, I'm just on three, just pop your hand and let me see your hand. Just go, that's me, one, two, three. Just say, that's me, give me a wave. So I'd love to lead you in that prayer. God bless you. Anyone else? Just give me a wave. Anyone else? Just pop your hand up. Awesome. God bless you. Anyone else? Just saying, that's me. I want to I I pray that prayer. I want to confess. I want to ask Jesus to forgive me of my sins. I don't want to in this moment pass you by. Awesome. God bless you. Anyone else? That's just hands come. Anyone else? Just pop your hand up. Awesome. You can put your hand down. Let's pray. You might not put your hand up, but you know you need to pray that prayer. Let's pray quickly. Jesus, we call on your name tonight. And we acknowledge that we're sinners. And that you're the Savior. Jesus, Please forgive me of my sins. Tonight, I receive the free gift of salvation that I didn't earn, but you've given me by your grace. Thank you, Jesus, that my life is in your hands. I'm saved, and now you are the leader of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just thank Jesus, please? Amen. You guys want to take your seats quickly? See, I thought that was a phenomenal message. Thank you, James. That was incredible. I love it. Listen, I, I thought this series is amazing. And we actually, James actually put the outline together, all the topics for us. Um, so he's our guru. We actually walked his office. There's this light that shines and we just, and this is music. I think it's on the speakers. It's, oh, anyway. And then you just, anyway, and then we just take it from him. Whatever he says, he's like, Go get me coffee. We're like, oh, you know, anyway, and then, but I just, anyway, I'm getting distracted now. I'm joking around, but that was a phenomenal word. Listen, we want to serve you right now. Simple way for you to, us to serve you. The best way is actually face to face. So as you walk out, there'll be a next steps area. You might say, I'd like to get into a view group. I'd like to take a next step. The second best way we can serve you is actually you filling in this card. Um, and and the, the first thing I want you to do is I want to ask everyone in the seat.
seat coming in front of you. Can you grab the card if in the front row it's under your seat? But we normally do this as a church family. Can everyone just grab the card quickly? The first thing I want to ask you to do is if you want us to pray for you, Please don't wake up on Monday wondering what's going to happen. Wake up knowing that we're praying for you. Our prayer team, they pray for you. And then our staff pray for you. You don't even have to put your name on the card. You just write your prayer request down there and let us carry your burden with you this week. So I don't know, you might even have a friend who needs a, a, a breakthrough. So write their needs down and we'll pray with you. Then if you need to take a next step, if you're new and you want to find out more, tick that box or maybe you gave your life maybe you didn't even put your hand up but you meant it you prayed that prayer of salvation and you actually want to tick I made a recommitment or a first time commitment why don't you tick that box we want to tell you about your next step called following Jesus it's a a course you can do in church or on your device and you learn how to follow Jesus so tick that we'd love to tell you more about that it's also on our website viewchurchtailview.ca you can click on following Jesus then you might want to find out more info about view group growth track child dedications or baptism tick that or anything else and um, you can write it over there remember just write your name clearly and how you want us to contact you email or uh, or um, of course your your number write that at the end of the service there'll be buckets as you walk out the door you can put this in the bucket listen don't miss next week uh, we, we're doing another week with on 1 John it's going to be a phenomenal time and of course it's just amazing time to worship and then socialise all our ladies not only moms you got free coffee as you walk out the door and then remember take some photos at our photo booth we did a Mother's Day photo booth it's a phenomenal setup. Uh, we've had a, a crazy good day let me just pray for your week and that's done God I just lift up everyone in this place I pray that they have a phenomenal week and even as they write down their requests and even as they brought their requests to you um, I pray that you would answer these prayers also pray that that people would go on a journey with you and fall more in love with you and also live out your love Um, and, and, and yeah just have a pulse this week in Jesus name Amen awesome